On this prequel episode, we've got our Beauty and the Beast fan poll follow-up, and we're previewing The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Hello and welcome back to This Film Is It, the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. We have quite a bit to get to, nothing crazy. We do not have a learning things segment this week. We were a little busy and we're had doing since we're doing two parts on mocking Jay, we're just going to do one learning things segment hopefully next time. Uh, but we do not have one this week, but we do have everything else, so let's get right into it with our patron shoutouts. First up, we have two new patrons, both at the $15 Academy Award-winning level. First up, we have Kat Ensminger. Thank you, Kat, for joining on at the $15 Academy Award-winning level. We appreciate it a ton. And then upgrading from the $5 level, we have Ian from Wine Country. Ian, thank you for upgrading your pledge. We wanted to remind both of you and any of our other $15 patrons, but specifically, obviously, new $15 patrons, go ahead, if you haven't yet, send us uh, what you want, your requests, your recommendations, so we can add that onto our very long list. So yeah, don't forget to do that. That's that's your big benefit for, for supporting us at the $15 level. And as always, we have all of our Academy Award-winning patrons, and they are Ket Ensminger, Ben Wilcox, Jeff Niederhofer, Ian from Wine Country, insert brilliant patron name here, Winchester's Forever, Kelly Napier, Gray Hightower, Eli Young's Gratch, Just Gratch, Shelby, Shelby Says Black Lives and Trans Lives Matter, V Frank, I missed y'all last month and I once listened to the song Bell on loop for more than an hour, and Alina Starkov. Thank you all very much. There's our name change patron who did miss last month. They're back. <laughs> Glad to see it. And that's uh, a fun fact. I don't think I've ever listened to any one song on loop that that much. I feel pretty certain that I have. Like as a child, maybe, but like recent, like the one song. Yeah. Wild. Just when that one song just just hits. I like I I will listen to a song I like a couple times in a row, like if something's new or what you know. But like an hour is a long time unless it's already a really long song or something weird like if it's like a weird 20 minute and i wanted to listen to it a couple times like i don't know just it's a lot it's a lot of that song anyways you live your life we have our fan poll follow-up for beauty and the beast yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man on Patreon this week, we had six votes for the movie and zero for the book. No comments on Patreon. Um, but over on Facebook, we had five votes for the movie and one for the book. Steven said, have to vote the film because the only version of the book I know of is the version we used to read to the kids, which is based off of the movie. I do remember we saw the movie in theaters and I laughed so hard at the Gaston song. My wife still cracks up thinking about how I reacted. There you go. Interesting. I don't know why that song in particular would. Interesting. I, I It's it's a funny song, I yeah. guess. But it's, I don't know. I it, mean, imagine seeing it for the first time. Uh, yeah. I guess. I guess. there are, And who knows? There's always things that tickle each of us in different ways. So. Yes. Ian said, I love this film. Like The Little Mermaid, this was another birthday film since at the time they released it was much later over here than in the States. With my love of classical music and hearing a rendition of Sanson's Aquarium, I was sold. 
The ballroom sequence, I remember, didn't make that much of an impression on me, but I was seven, and Be Our Guest has become one of my top Disney favorite Disney sequences. It's a good story that Hollywood has made either corny with, like, the beautician and the beast or beautiful, like the Linda Hamilton, Ren Ron Perlman series, and Disney hit the mark with this. Huh. I've never seen any other version of Beauty and the Beast other than this one. I uh, I saw I've seen uh, Beastly. Oh, okay. Which is Isn't that a TV show? N- no. Was it a movie? <laughs> it's a movie. Um, I would really like to do it on this show sometime because it is based on a book. But I really want to do it as a crossover with Good, Bad, or Bad, <laughs> okay. Bad because it is not a good movie. Okay. And Sherry said, my vote is for the film. This is one of my favorite Disney films. I still remember how amazed I was watching the ballroom scene at the theater, and I relive that feeling every time I watch it. Gives me chills. There you go. Fantastic. How about over on Twitter? On Twitter, we had eight eight votes for the movie and two for the book. Shelby Suderman said... Hot take, I know, but I think just on a one-to-one comparison, it just goes to the movie. It always annoys me how much we could have been spared if Gaston had bothered to notice that the blondes are also hot. No one ghosts blondes like Gaston. (laughs) I await the inevitable Gaston movie where we learn his parents were killed by books without pictures. It seems inevitable. It is a good point about the blondes. I've always, I have, thought, I've always that thought, well. thought that too. Well, but I mean, he like, does specifically address it in the song in Bell or Gaston. One of the one of the early songs, he does. Well, it might not even be in the song. He's talking to um, Lafu, and he says, um, "And because she's there's nothing like her. She's the best, and I get the best, right. or whatever." And so, like, she's unique. Whereas the, the right. Well, the, I mean, I know the point is that like he can't have Bell, right. Yeah. So he wants Belle. Yes. But also he could have had all three of the right. blondes <laughs> probably at the same time. This is true. So this is true. I'm not, I, I, I agree. I'm just saying. And Diane with an E said, there's a reason why this movie was the first animated feature nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. The music, the animation, the characters, it all came together to create the version of Beauty and the Beast that is untouchable. The older I get, the more I love the wolf attack scene. The look on Belle's face when she realizes she needs to help Beast is perfect, and I love how we get to see how vulnerable Beast is. Also, the transformation sequence at the end is still one of the best scenes Disney animation has ever created, and probably the best music Alan Menken has written. It's a great scene. We Mm -hmm. discussed it uh, in the episode, but yeah, it's a fantastic scene. How about on Instagram? On Instagram, we had 12 votes for the movie and one for the book. Enchanted Rose Costumes said, Beauty by Robin McKinley is really good, though. It's another book. It's a book? Yeah. That's like a young adult um, retelling. Like retelling? Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen it, La Belle et la Bette, the new French version, is absolutely stunning. Hmm. The costumes and set are chef's kiss. So they they made a new live action movie maybe recently, like a French one? Never, I did not know that. And No Ramirez YT said, This movie is fantastic. No other words need to be said. 
My only complaint is that I hate the human version of Beast. I don't like the way he looks as a human. Just know I'd rather he stay beastly or have his human form look like Dan Stevens, because being honest, that's the only thing the remake has over the original. Fair enough. I I think he looks fine as a human, but <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a dude. I mean... I don't, whatever. I get it, though. He's not as distinct looking. Yeah. He kind of looks a little like Gaston. He's just like a little like more generic. <laughs> yeah. As the prince. Yeah. Um, and I, the the La Bella La Bette, uh is 2014 film, mm-hmm. and uh, it stars uh, Leah Seydoux, Seydoux, um, the, 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 one of the main leads from Blue is the Warmest Color, okay. which we did. Um, she was also Inspector in Midnight in Paris and a bunch of stuff. But... Um, yeah, uh, and I don't know. The Beast, it looks like, is played by, yeah, Vincent Castle, who I remember this guy. He's, um, what is he in? He's in Black Swan, but he's in a ton of movies. He's a very distinct-looking guy. He was in Westworld, the new show. Um, but, yeah, 2014 version of the film. Interesting. Cool. All right, Katie, what was the final breakdown of the votes? Our winner this week was the movie with 31 votes to the book's four. Crushed it. We did have a couple people vote for, like, the original fairy tale. Nobody nobody, nobody um, clarified as to why they would choose. Was this, wasn't this one of them, or maybe that was last time, where somebody accidentally voted? Yeah. Was that this one yeah, or last one? Yeah, somebody messaged me and said, uh, that was on Instagram. Was that on one. this Yes, book. it was yes. on this book. So they're one of the votes then, or did you take that No, I, I I fixed it. Oh, okay. I adjusted it. <laughs> okay. I thought that one for the book on Instagram was the one, because I saw that message no. too. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, the, the movie crushed it. had a feeling that seemed pretty obvious oh, yeah. that that was going to be that. I, I, again, a little surprised that four people, and who knows if all of any of are all of those were maybe on accident. I'm sure it happens more often and they don't always send them a message or it's just a random person who's just like, meh, don't care. (laughs) Just click the thing. (laughs) All right. As we mentioned at the top, we do not have a learning things segment this week. We will have one uh, next, not next week, but uh, in two weeks in our next prequel. Uh, when we before we discuss part two of mocking. No, we don't have a, we don't have a full, we don't have a prequel. We're releasing well, a. We we have we're gonna put out a little like mini prequel in between like sorry. we did for. It will return in four weeks, th- whatever. It'll be back. Our next prequel that's point. not, uh, yeah, because our schedule's weird for the two part Mockingjay. Yeah, it's different than normal. What it doesn't matter. You just get an extra episode on like a Saturday or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. an extra little episode. Like a little mini prequel will come out on Saturday before the part two episode mm-hmm. but anyways that's that's it we don't have a learning thing segment let's get to our book facts about the hunger games mockingjay or sorry it's just called mockingjay mm-hmm. i want everyone who's watching to lay down their weapons now you're alive PETA is the capital's weapon the same way you're ours you will rescue PETA at the earliest opportunity or you will find another mockingjay
written by American author Suzanne Collins and published in 2010, Mockingjay is the third and final installment in the Hunger Games trilogy. As with the previous books in the trilogy, Mockingjay contains 27 chapters, with nine chapters in each of the three parts. This structure comes from Collins' playwriting background and is also apparent in the trilogy as a whole. Collins has stated that she knew from the beginning that she was going to write a trilogy. Many of the themes in Mockingjay are also explored in the previous books, including issues like severe poverty, starvation, oppression, and the effects of war. Collins has stated that this inspiration came from her father, who, when going to war in Vietnam, made sure that his children understood the consequences and effects of war. To promote the release of Mockingjay, many bookstores held midnight release parties fairly common. Mm -hmm. uh, the official event in New York City was attended by Collins, who read the first chapter and also signed copies of the book, although she eventually had to stop signing them due to a hand injury. Hmm. Collins also held a 13-district blog tour where 13 winners received a free copy of Mockingjay. Wow. Mockingjay had a 1.2 million copy first printing, in its first week of release, the book sold over 450,000 copies, so following that, Scholastic printed an, addition, an additional 400,000 copies, bringing the initial print run up to 1.6 million. Scholastic trade president Ellie Berger said that sales have exceeded all expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, Mockingjay received generally positive reviews from critics, as with the other two. Publishers Weekly gave the book a starred review, calling it the best yet, a beautifully orchestrated and intelligent novel that succeeds on every level, and went on to praise the sharp sharp and went on to praise the sharp social commentary and the nifty world building. Really enjoy the use of nifty there. Mm-hmm. Kirkus Reviews gave Mockingjay a starred review, saying that the book is exactly what its fans are looking for and that it will grab them and not let go. Uh, that person also was not right. <laughs> like, at least whether or not you like the book, it, it was pretty roundly not considered what just what fans were looking mm -hmm. for. Like, a lot of fans did not like, uh, myself included at the time, and I wasn't a huge fan, but I read the first two. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't a big fan when I read it the first time. And I, I feel like I, I, I know that like the top review on Goodreads for this book, I went and looked cause I was wanting to know what it's Goodreads review was. And it has like a, you know, like a four point something out of five, but Most like everything books does. on Goodreads like, have like a three to four, like yeah. big popular books for sure. But it has like a four point whatever, but like the number one review is a very long, angry, like. I read through a little bit of it and I was like, I don't even think I agree with this necessarily, but it was somebody very angry, uh, you know, very upset, not happy with how it turned out. And it's like the top rate. It has like thousands and thousands of people liked it or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it actually isn't, I don't think what all fans of the series liked or wanted. Well, it's funny you should mention that because not every review was quite as glowing as the last two that I quoted from. Um, a review from the Sacramento Bee did praise the action scenes and the battle in the Capitol, but the reviewer also criticized Collins for not giving enough time to finish all the loose ends, writing that the disappointment with Mockingjay hits primarily as Collins starts her home stretch. It's almost as if she didn't allocate enough time or chapters to handle all her threads. 
It's interesting because that's even different than my memory. My memory mm-hmm. is that it, it it drags on in a weird, unsatisfying way after like the big climax. Yeah. Like too much denouement. Like too much denouement. I, I don't even necessarily know if it's like too much. There's definitely, I think probably, again, from my memory, there were probably threads and stuff that could have been wrapped up that weren't. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I feel like I remember being like, oh, there's still, I still remember being like annoyed that the big, a big, I, one, I didn't really like the big climax that happened for my memory. But then two, I remember thinking and I was like, what are we doing? I'm like, what are we still doing? <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, but I could be wrong. It's been, again, it's been 10, it's been 10 years since I read the book or mm-hmm. something like that. So interesting. All right, let's go ahead now and find out a little bit about the hunger games, mocking Jay part one. No one else can do this, but her. She won't be able to handle it. The games destroyed her. Let her see what the Capitol did to District 12. They're coming, Cadiz. They're gonna kill everyone. You'll be dead by morning! Miss Everdeen, prepare to pay the ultimate price. I have a message for President Snow. If we burn, you burn with us. The Hunger Games colon Mockingjay dash part one is the official way that the oh, movie I've is been, titled. I've been using the comma, silly me. Yeah, that's the official way the movie is titled. Uh, it is a 2014 film directed by Francis Lawrence, written by Danny Strong, who, fun fact, played Jonathan Levinson in Buffy the Vampire Slayer hmm. and uh, Doyle McMaster in Gilmore Girls. He also is a writer and producer on the Fox series Empire, but he wrote this script and I think worked on the second part two as well. But yeah, he's Jonathan from Buffy. I was like, that's weird. And Peter Craig, uh, who wrote Top Gun Maverick, The Town, and the upcoming The Batman. The film stars our previous cast while adding Julianne Moore as President Alma Coyne, Steph Dawson as Annie Cresta, Mahershala Ali as Boggs, Natalie Dormer as Cressida, Wes Chatham as Castor, Eldon Henson as Pollux, Patina Miller as Commodore Paylor, Evan Ross as Masala, uh, Robert Nepper as Antonius, and Sarita Chowdhury as Agiria. That's all the new cast, or at least new named cast. The film has a 68% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, a 64% on Metacritic, and a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, making it the lowest reviewed film in the series. Interesting. Uh, although the set part two, I didn't check ahead. Mm-hmm. I think I read somewhere that it is, in fact, the lowest, including the next part, but I can't guarantee that because I didn't look at the next part. But that's lower than the rest of the movie so far, the first two. The film made $755.4 million against a budget of about $140 million, and it was the fifth highest grossing film of 2014. It was announced in July 2021, or sorry, July of 2012, that Mockingjay would be split into two parts released one year apart, with the first one coming out in November of 2014. Making direct, uh, many directors were included, or sorry, many directors were considered for the role, including Ryan Johnson and Alfonso Cuaron, but ultimately it was announced that Francis Lawrence, the Catching Fire director, would return to direct both part one and part two of Mockingjay. Philip Seymour Hoffman, we had discussed this and didn't know when, we knew he passed, this is like one of his last movies, uh, he died on February 2nd, 2014, 
Uh, but Lionsgate released a statement stating that Hoffman had completed filming almost all of his scenes prior to his death. Their filming lined up in a way where it mm. he he had all, it basically was done filming. And what few m- moments or lines and scenes that he was supposed to be in, apart from that, apparently his lines were covered by other actors or something gotcha. like that. Um, but they were essentially done. And I didn't go into any extra details about that but because I, I knew it was right around that time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I thought this was a really interesting uh, section on uh, Wikipedia. They had a political ramifications section, and it was specifically on the part where this has not been on any of the other. Yeah, we haven't. I, I mean, you would think, like, like, this series, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But it's interesting that this is the first one that we've yeah. seen anything and like that. A, a lot of the dates of this line up, which makes sense, but I still thought it was interesting. Uh, on November 20th, 2014, which is actually the day or the day before the film came out, in America, mm-hmm. but the it came out in England or something on a week before. Uh, some showings were reportedly canceled in Thailand because protesters were using the three finger salute at demonstrations against the country's military government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, the movie was originally planned to be released in China on November twenty first, twenty fourteen, but was pulled a week before release. And this was likely due to protests in Hong Kong, and obviously uh, the correlating political themes in right. the movie. On uh, November 24th, 2014, it was rela- uh, reported that in relation to the Ferguson unrest regarding the shooting of Michael Brown, a protester had scrawled graffiti reading, if we burn, you burn with us on the arch in St. Louis. Or it says an arch in St. Yeah. Louis, but I assume they mean the arch. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a random archway. I mean, there are some small arches. Yeah. Well, and there are also like, it could just be, yeah, it there's a been, million yeah. things it could have been. But, uh, and obviously in the film, uh, and in the book, Katniss Everdeen uses that phrase as a challenge to the Capitol. And then the cry is taken up by various citizens in Panem as they commit acts of resistance. On November 27th, 2014, Hong Kong protesters used the three-fingered salute while occupying Mong Kok, I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, and then on September 11th, 2015, uh, some Catalan pro-independence, that is right, Catalan, Catalan, I think it's Catalan. I don't don't know. Catalan uh, pro-independence protesters using the three-finger salute at the freeway to the Catalan Republic against Spain's government. That's the one where Spain and that region have Mm. tension over their independence and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know a lot of the details about that. But I thought it was really interesting um, that, yeah, this movie had this little – or this this movie specifically had this section um, citing these – incidents that related to the film which i thought was kind of kind of interesting so now we're into the imdb fun fact section which obviously take all this with a grain of salt according to liam hemsworth jennifer lawrence would purposely eat foods with garlic or tuna before any of the kissing scenes they filmed charming just just pranking him i guess (laughs) just like for fun Uh, in the beginning of the film, we see a dog wandering in District 12. Uh, this is apparently Donald Sutherland's actual dog. His name is Beagle, Big, Biggles. Wow. That's yeah. cute. Yeah. Biggles. Yeah. Biggles the dog. But based on the context of the beginning of the book, I'm assuming that that is going to be a dog wandering the destitute ruins of District 12. And <laughs> President Snow's dog. I don't know. It's an interesting, <laughs> interesting little wrinkle. Uh, so there's a scene in the in the movie where Jennifer Lawrence sings The Hanging Tree. 
Uh, and they, she actually did her own singing for this. Uh, the song lyrics were written by Su- Suzanne Collins for the book, but the melody was composed by Jeremiah Freights and Wesley Schultz of the American indie folk band The Lumineers. Mm. So there you go. Also, she was apparently terrified and hated singing this. Like, she didn't like singing. She doesn't like singing and doing it on camera. It was a big ordeal getting Aww. her to do it. She didn't, like, want to do it. Um, but ultimately, she did it. And uh, it became, I believe, did I not? Yeah, there it is. The song went to number one worldwide on the iTunes sales chart, apparently. And I've never seen this movie, and I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that song or that rendition. Uh, also, Jennifer Lawrence cut her hair short the summer before filming for this film began due to the damage from the had she had been constantly dyeing it for the previous films, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, she has to wear a wig for both of these films. So we'll see how noticeable it is. <laughs> uh, apparently, Lord curated the soundtrack for this film and was when she did it was the youngest person ever to curate a soundtrack for a film distributed by a major hollywood production company random fact but Good i thought that her. was really interesting uh jody foster was considered for the role of alma coin uh, ultimately going to julianne moore who um both of them have played clarice starling in the hannibal lecter film franchise hmm. which is an interesting coincidence and apparently julianne moore's children talked her into taking the role because they liked the book so much. And finally, uh, this is just another tie-in with something else, uh, a previous movie and book we've talked about. Costume designer Trish Somerville, who did the Hunger Games Catching Fire costumes, chose to go work on Gone Girl instead of working on the Mockingjay films. So they're a new hmm. costume designer for Interesting. these Interesting. You would think, maybe, I mean, I guess she already did Catching yeah. Fire, so she fair She probably enough. felt like, Because you would think that this. this would be the more interesting project yeah, you than Gone Girl. It, it, you definitely would think this is much more interesting. Because they maybe, just wear normal clothes in Gone Girl. But, but, I mean, you get the opportunity to go work with Dave Fincher, yeah. you know, like... I, I can see being like, oh, I can go work on a movie with Ben Affleck and David Fent. Like, this is going to be, uh, you know. She's yeah. like, I already did this. This is a different thing. It's Oscar <laughs> bait. I don't know if she got nominated for an Oscar for that. But, yeah. I, I can kind of understand it. But, yeah, you would think it would be more fun to design costumes for uh, the Hunger Games. But who knows? All right, Katie, where can we watch it? Well, as always, you can check at your local library. Probably a pretty good chance they'll have a copy of this movie. Or if you have a local video rental store still, check with them. We like to support our our last remaining local rental mm-hmm. spots. Uh, but if you don't want to do either of those things, you can stream this with ads on Peacock or Peacock Premium. Or you can rent it for about 3 to $4 on Apple TV, Amazon, Vudu, AMC Theaters on Demand, Redbox, or DirecTV. Indeed, those are the places you can watch it. I'm interested to see part one. Of, I, I'm interested to see, obviously, once we finish the whole thing, how I feel, how we both mm-hmm. feel about it. Um, I'm like 40 pages in. Have you started it at no, all? No, I haven't. Yeah. Um, and we and I'll mention it here again in case you didn't hear it in the last episode. We were around 182 or 190 in the 180 to 190 page. If you have like the standard printing of the book, like the you know, the traditional like first run printing or whatever, is like where the first movie ends is like one page 180, 190 in that range. Uh, so that's where we'll be stopping for this one. We won't be reading ahead to the second half mm-hmm. until we get to the second to watch the second movie just so we can. Right. Be a little more and, fresh. And we'll, I'll go over this again in the next episode. But the way that our schedule is working with this, 
is going to be similar to what we did for Breaking Dawn mm-hmm. last summer. So if you were with us for our Twilight series, this will be familiar to you. So basically, we will be putting out our part one episode next week. And then immediately the week after, we'll have yeah. our part two episode. So there won't be the usual prequel week. No, but we between. will have a mini right. prequel on, like, in on, between, like Saturday. On that, like the, on that weekend in between, we'll yeah. put out a little mini prequel episode. Um, we'll do our... Uh, fan poll follow-ups and we'll do our uh, movie facts yeah. for part two yeah but obviously the book facts we already right did. there's no reason to repeat those or anything yeah but we want to get all your feedback for the film so that's when we will be doing that uh but yeah so i'm like 40 pages in and it's i'm remembering already i'm getting vibes of things i disliked mm-hmm. and it's coming back i i'm i'm doing my level best not to like let my preconceptions color my read of it because I have enjoyed and I I think I mentioned it I've enjoyed the second book more than I remembered enjoying it the first time so I'm thinking and also just having sort of a more nuance because the the big thing that's sticking out to me so far 40 pages in is how hard in the paint Suzanne Collins is is, is going with sort of the the both sides <laughs> e thing of like both sides are bad kind of mm-hmm. in different ways it, it, like the resistance versus the capital like and that was a thing that I remembered finding really obnoxious and annoying and like uh, just sort of unsatisfying on my first read through. And I'm interested to see where it goes. If I, how I feel as it, as it, I continue reading. Cause it is a, I'm finding it a little annoying, but I also see what she's going for. And I don't think it doesn't work, but it is maybe, I don't know, not my favorite. We'll talk about it obviously a lot <laughs> in the main episode, <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's interesting reading it again this time. So, in one week's time, we're discussing the Hunger Games Mockingjay, Part One. Until that time, guys, gals, non-binary pals, everybody else, keep reading books, keep watching movies, and, and keep, keep being awesome. awesome.